Don't stop till you find it. There is more love somewhere. I'm gonna keep on until I find it. There is more love somewhere. The meaning, some would argue is almost the same. Elder Henry saying, don't stop until you find it. It's the way I learned the song in my youth, in the churches that I attended. I'm gonna keep on until I find it. That's the way I learned the song at Unitarian Universalist congregations. The message though is very clear. There is more love somewhere. We must continue on until we find that love because there is more love somewhere. It is not here, it is somewhere. And we must keep on, we must not give up, we must not give in, we must continue until we find it. It kind of reminds me of this tweet I saw by Joel Leon, he writes, I never saw my mother walk on water, but I saw her wait for the bus in the snow to pay the rent. We define holy differently. And as a hospital chaplain resident, I have lots of time to think about what is holy and what is love. One of my favorite daily duties is joining my voice thoughts, prayers, and intentions with those of my chaplain colleagues all over the world as we read the prayer requests that have accumulated in the prayer boxes stationed around the hospital from the night before. Some of these requests come from the same people and we find ourselves transported to them in our daily conversation of lament and thanksgiving while others are often scribbled and shoved into the box in hopes that something or someone can slow it down or make it stop. Something, something can shield them from impending doom as if they are hoping that we chaplains have been equipped with a sort of prayer shield or maybe a love shield that can shield them and theirs from it. And, and as I make my rounds, I hear people searching for the holy in their hospital rooms when they plead for a cure for what afflicts them. And sometimes I hear people utter a prayer for the holy for intervention, for help, right before they receive the news of a loved one's death. I see people experience a heaping portion of the holy as they come through horrendous accidents, astonished when they find that they are only a little worse for the wear. And of course, in those moments, everyone seems pretty clear that there's some type of something holy or big that just happened. And it is easy to see that something is holy when it defies what we think of as possible. However, love, love is holy. It is a holy act 
that occurs every day. It happens in ordinary encounters between strangers, between colleagues, between families and friends. And not just the romantic love of fairy tales, though there is something special and beautiful and holy in every love and every ever after. But I'm talking about the love that informs, that acts, that empowers, that invites. Love that encourages us to act for the betterment of the interdependent web of all. Love is an action, says the Reverend Ali Casey Bell, and he means it. Is it a perfect action? Is it the only right, the only right action? Will it fix everything that's broken? No, love doesn't show up that way. Chaplains know that. Reverend Ali knows that love does not show up in perfection, but in presence. And love, love is an action that is reciprocated indefinitely and without ending. Because we are imperfect. We are imperfect and mortal, but our love is forever. That great, great grandmother who held me once, the one I don't remember, save for the light-soaked sepia photo, I feel the love from her arthritic hands on my back. Even now when I conjure that image, it is the same love that flows through my imperfect hands when I reach out with wonder and presence without ending. Abraham Joshua Heschel, whose love, whose wonder, and whose presence, whose faith and history drew him to the work of the civil rights struggle with Reverend Dr. King. Heschel committed to King and to civil rights because that work for liberation was grounded in what he understood as the Hebrew scriptures, scriptures that, that traced the exodus from Egypt drawing attention all the while to the imperfection, the imperfection of the liberator, to the fear and the trembling of Moses, and to the trepidatious backsliding of the Israelites. Heschel committed to the work of liberation, knowing that no step, no action, none was perfect, but that every action on the side of liberation, every act of presence was itself a prayer, a brush with the holy and, and love incarnate. I draw closest to Heschel's theology when I remember his testimony about our ego. He laughs at the way we mere humans think that we are the ones seeking, seeking the holy, but all the while it is the holy, it is the holy that is seeking us, that is waiting for us, present to us, imperfect us, vow-breaking, mess-making us. And all we need to do is, thank you, Heschel, all we need to do is allow ourselves to be found. My colleague was found. My colleague was found by a pumpkin. <laughs> found by a pumpkin at one of the most powerful protest marches I've ever been on. We were rounding the streets of Edgewood, New Jersey, 
days after an unlawful, unjust, injurious arrest of Black, Black Lives Matter leaders. We'd been marching to rehallow the streets to assert that no one would turn, would turn those leaders round. And my colleague was stopped, stopped by a person who presented her with a pumpkin. <laughs> this is miles into the walk. And there was at least a mile to go and pumpkins, they're heavy. But this one, this pumpkin said, Black Lives Matter, painted by a child's hand. It was the most improbable, imperfect gift. And that pumpkin was love overflowing. It was everything that you don't want to carry. But it was love's presence incarnate. We had been found, found by the holy, found by a pumpkin, imperfect offering, waiting for us, waiting for us, our imperfect selves, love without ending. But what if we only had 30 days to love or lament or rebuild? What if we only had 30 days to love the world into the place that we know it could be? Now that, that seems like a tall order. It seems a bit overwhelming to consider even. In our time for all ages, we talked about how loving can be something that starts small and grows bigger. We talked about how loving is something that might even start at home. We talked about how loving is something that is something we must do as humans. And that feels about right to me. And I don't know about you, but after recently moving to a new city, I can feel that in my bones. But how do I even begin to connect to places to make a difference? I don't know. You see, I often, often get caught up in my own stuff of looking too uninformed or even worse, being too needy, I often feel really excited about finding connection in my local community and finding a way to get back into community or finding a way to make the ache stop through action. You know the ache, right? That feeling when you read listen, watch the news, and you are just immersed in the vastness of all that is unjust, all that is wrong, all that needs people to care, people who desire to bring forth change and to create change. Yet, yet there often seems to not be enough resources, people, not enough care, not enough love. That pernicious cynicism can creep in and act as an immobilizer to, to my very real desire to act. Does that happen to you? In All About Love by Bell Hooks, she speaks of this cynicism 
as the great mask of the disappointed and betrayed hearts. And when I read that, wow, it hit me so hard because boy, friends, I can feel that. And if we know anything, we know that as a country, we have all been betrayed by democracy, by the way we were founded as a country, by the way this country was set up at all. We know for honest and for true, we have yet to have an election where all the people who should have had the right to vote have been able to cast a ballot to vote. We know that some voting districts are rigged to make sure that the right people win. You know, we know this already. Yet we also know that in order to move our country to a place where there is a hope, a hope for fairness in our democratic process, we must act together. We have to move beyond our discomfort and connect. And now, now, now is the time to act. So, whether your aim is to reform the system or whether your aim is to tear it down and start it over, there is a place for you in this cacophony of loving witness. The decision to side with justice in all of its forms is loving and holy. The decision to side with justice in all of its forms is loving and holy. We have to. And Bell Hooks invites us, she says, to begin by always thinking of love as an action rather than a feeling, she explains, is one way in which anyone using the word in this manner can automatically assume accountability and responsibility. Imagine an accountable and responsible way of loving. We are often, she continues to say, taught. We have no control over our feelings, yet most of us accept that we choose our actions, that, she says, intention and will inform what we do. We also accept that our actions have consequences. And she's right. So with that framework in mind, if we only had 30 days to love, we would have just enough time to make a real connection, just enough time to act, just enough time to look too eager, to be too cynical, to get disappointed and to remember that our actions have consequences and we are accountable for them. Love is an action. And as our dear departed Thich Nhat Hanh has shared, my actions are my only true belongings. Imagine, imagine that you only have 30 days to love. <laughs>
30 days to act your love. That is not enough, not enough time to get it perfect. <laughs> Barely enough time even, even to attempt to get it right. And aren't those some of the most treacherous stumbling blocks that befall us, Unitarian Universalists, that befall me so incredibly? That seeking after perfection, that craving after getting it right, the right words, the best action, rather than getting active imperfectly because there is no other way, no other way than imperfectly when we are, we are human. 30 days to love is plenty of time to let go of those impossibilities of perfect and always just right and to let love find you. Plenty of time to be present to those who are aching, to scrawl your love on a pumpkin, to defend what you mean when you utter the prayer, the prayer democracy. Plenty of time to offer your imperfect self for love's unfolding. Plenty of time to let the holy find you in your imperfection, in the work, and in the action. Amen.